according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith, be it unto you. Your faith has made you whole. If you ask anything in my name, it shall be given to you. Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened. Wow, wonderful scriptures, right? Just nice, nice, wonderful. Yay, God type scriptures. Yay, God. <laughs> I was talking to the Lord about what I experienced over the um, weekend. Um, Alan Keith Jones was down here. Those of you who remember him and his wife, and they came down here for this Bible conference, State of the Church. And I went, and man, I don't remember the last time I got to sit in church and be fed and just listen. I mean, it was a lot of screaming and running around and organ blasting, and I'm not into that at all. But I just ignored all of that and just said, God, just me going to fellowship with you. And, um, and, you know, it was a blessing to do that. Was one sister that she just kept demanding that everybody shout and scream at the top of their lungs, and you know I was like, no, like I'm not doing, <laughs> I don't do all of that. <laughs> and um, but I did cry out to the Lord in my own tone, in my own heart, like this is the way I do it. And then at one point, I got down on my knees at at my seat and just worshipped. Um, and it was powerful. It was a powerful move of God for me. And a lot of things that were spoken about were things that I've been talking about. But then there were other things that were talked about that I haven't really considered. This is a side journey. This is not the message. I'm gonna pull back to the message after this. The the the, the situation or that's this the the service that spoke to me the best was yesterday's morning, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, the person speaking wasn't a preacher. She was like a clinical psychologist. She was a therapist. And she talked about the body of Christ needing counselors, the pastors, the leaders needing to talk to somebody. She talked about it from the science of a broken past in 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 um triggers or 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 traumas that had not been addressed except for I I'm free in Jesus name. I claim I'm free. I'm I don't I don't receive it. But these people not receiving the therapy or the counsel that they need to get through. She said if I'm going through something and I have to choose between a church leader or a, a, a certified counselor, I'm going with the counselor because they got a pedigree. She said, I want to know that they've been doing it for 20, 30 years and they got a pedigree and they got at least 3,000 hours of, you know, certified coaching people through. And I sat back and I said, yeah, yeah. Through this season and time that I've gone through over the past couple of years, I've needed therapy, 
I needed counseling. And I went before the throne for most of it, but God strategically put people in my path to act as counsel. The church, from my perspective, after listening to what I heard and just what I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, because like I said, most of the stuff they talked about, stuff I've been hitting on, it's one dimensional. I go to God, God comes to me. That's it. And how's that working for you? Well, you're struggling with the same thing that you've been struggling with for the past 10 years. Whether it be financially, whether it be socially, whether it be emotionally, whether it be whatever the case, it may be health-wise, still struggling with it. I shouldn't steal if I have a multifaceted relationship with God. I shouldn't still have to take high blood pressure pills. This is the Jehovah Jireh. So I spoke to you last week and I said, when you call on God, are you calling on a benevolent God? Which God are you calling, right? You calling Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh. There's this, all these different names of God. El Gabor, the mighty God or the mighty one of Israel, the mighty God of Israel, El Gabor, right? Well, there's times you need him because you need him to come in and just shake things up and, and destroy all the enemies around you. You understand what I'm saying? So there's times you need him. But who are you calling on? That became very clear to me. So I got before dad last night and this morning and said, okay, here we are. Asking you to receive, according to your faith, be it unto you, all the scriptures I started out with. And God gave me a revelation. You ready? He said, that's not about petition as the church has made it. Those are relationship scriptures that expose your character. Hmm. How so? I told you, according to your faith, if any man lack wisdom, asking you should receive, seeking you should find, knocking the door should be open. And what people immediately do when they come before God is say, well, I need this and I, I got this bill and I have this problem with my body and I my relationship with my kids and fix my marriage and blah, 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 blah. And he said to me, it always comes from a one dimensional earth relationship when they come to me. But the option to ask what you will and it shall be given unto you and to seek and to knock should take you to a place when you hear that scripture or when you hear those words. I said, well, Lord, what scripture or what word should it trigger in me when I hear these faith, according to your faith, ask and believe scriptures? And here's what he said to me. Psalms 27, you can turn it if you want, but I'm just going to read. Verse 4, you ready? One thing I have asked of the Lord, and that I will seek, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord and in his presence all the days of my life, and gaze upon his beauty, delightful loveliness, and majestic grandeur of the Lord, and meditate 
in his temple. If you got a right to ask and you shall receive and seek, you shall find and according to your faith, be it unto you. What should be my ask? Lord, fix my business. Lord, get us more customers. Lord, make me a better person. Lord, help me do this. Lord, help me have that. Lord, I want to get a raise on my job. Lord, and he said, but the, 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 this one thing, Psalms 27 verse 4 says, I have asked of the Lord. And I said, wow. That is not the one thing that I have and probably you have asked of the Lord. There's one thing. Hmm. So as I start dealing with the benevolent God, which this is part two, I came to the realization. What do I ask of a benevolent God? What do I seek when I get before and get a chance or an opportunity to be in the presence of a benevolent God? One thing. You should love the commandment. You should love the Lord your God, number one, with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. I don't know how to love you or anybody, God, with all my heart and all my soul and all my mind. I don't even know how to love me like that. First commandment, all your heart, soul, mind to God. This psalm, this one thing that I'm seeking, our relationship is one dimensional because everything we ask God for has to do with this earth. And it not beating anybody up, but I'm sure enough shaking the crap out of you and wake you. I'm like, Chris Rock said, I won't hit you, but I'll shake it out of you, right? <laughs> I'm waking you up. Because it's that time that we begin to understand that, as I kept saying last week, what is God's purpose? Why are you here? This is, this is the important thing that I'm seeking now that I'm getting older. This is the thing that means the most to me now that I'm looking at my mortality. I'm starting to realize that I've spent a lot of time chasing after a lot of things that have very little value and no eternal value. Make them treat me right. Make them be fair to me. Make me, God, do this. Make me be a better person. Lord, make me not do this. Man, I don't want to offend people. I don't want people to offend me. And God was like, that stuff, as I shared with you, I think last week or week before, um, T-Pain said, he's going into bad days, a bad 10 minutes, right? It's not your whole day. It's a moment in your day that you've let dominate your whole day. Hmm, why does it have that much power? Because your relationship is one dimensional. It's heaven to earth. Fix me and the things immediately around me. I propose today that if we know God to be benevolent, and if we know God is good, and we know God is a provider, and we know God is a healer, 
And we know God is a deliverer. And we know that God is the mighty one of Israel. Then the one thing I should be asking for is that I can just hang out in your presence and those things are mine by virtue. Or I come to the realization that I don't need 90% of the crap I'm asking for. It's not as important as I think it is. So I'm embracing, and not that I never had a problem, ever had a problem with it. I'm embracing the age that I've come to. Some about 65 woke something up in me. The age that I come to and the wisdom that comes with that age. And there's something about me being able to just be still and want to know God. So when I prayed yesterday, I prayed for an impartation. I prayed for a visit. I prayed for an encounter. I prayed for God confront me. Confront me with anything you need to confront me with. Confront me with where I'm wrong. Confront me with where I'm right. And I was realizing in myself, I was really expecting to be rebuked. And God said, didn't you just teach the message last week that if you come before me, the benevolent God, I will answer you without rebuke or fault finding you. So what are you here thinking about? Wow. Mindset. Mindset. I'm expecting every correction to be a rebuke when every correction is an opportunity. Say that one more time. I'm treating every correction as a rebuke when every correction from you, God, is an opportunity. Say it one more time. I was expecting every correction to be a rebuke when every correction from God is an opportunity to draw closer, to be better, to hear swifter, to understand, to dwell in his presence and understand his mind and me and him be of the same accord and the same heart. So I, my God, I went to sleep last night on the couch and I woke up with his presence and him helping me roll out this message. And I said, okay, yeah, but... I, I was waiting for the encounter. Like I prayed, I believed for that. He said, this isn't an encounter. What are you talking about? Every day you woke up with, your, with my Holy Spirit, you have an encounter. Were you looking for some special mystical bullcrap? Like, here we are. You can say, Abba, Father, and come jump in my lap anytime. That's an encounter. Why is everybody in the church looking for something deep and spooky? You can call on me in the name of Jesus and say, amen. So be it. And that's an encounter. What are you looking for? Why are you looking amongst the stars when I'm right here amongst you? I hope somebody caught that. Why are you looking for the deepest spiritual when I'm, I live within, reside within your own spirit? And then he gave me this scripture this morning. You want to know what to pray? You want to see my benevolence? Require this one thing. Seek my face. Dwell in my presence. The house of the Lord is yours. You don't have to say that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You already do. In Christ Jesus, you are the house, the body of Christ. You are in the house. You're there. 
Now, be still, seek his face, his presence. Well, I thought the presence would be, you would lift me up into the realm of the spirit and the, and the room would be glowing all around me and I would see you in a shadowy distance and feel, hear the angels singing in the, in the background somewhere. And he said, well, that's you wanting to find me somewhere in the mystical. I'm here speaking to your spirit. How many right now could just stop and sense God's presence in your own spirit? That's an encounter. Don't belittle it. You're in his presence right now. What are you talking about? If two or more are gathered in my name, well, here we all are gathered right now. He's in the midst of us. That's an encounter. We're looking for God in the spooky. Well, just God just changed me, healed me, moved me, blessed me, find this. And God's like, the one thing that you need is to know my presence. I'm there a lot of times and you looking right past me, you don't even see me. This one thing I've asked, and for me, I say, I will ask. And this one thing I'm going to seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. This was written before Christ came. They were asking for what we have. The psalmist was seeking God for what we received. He had to go get a high priest and bring a sacrifice and spill the blood and go to the temple and stay outside and wait for the priest to come in and the priest to come out and share a word and the glory, the Shekinah glory to fall on them and all this kind of stuff. And you have the Shekinah glory living in you. I got in the church and this power is in the air and you could feel it and I felt the presence of God all over me. I didn't get any of that last night. All day yesterday, people was running around, jumping and shouting, and music was playing. People were running back and forth and screaming, and I didn't get any of that. But I felt his presence in me. And he said, and there you go. He said, now, if you want to go do some cartwheels and do some backflips and go ahead and knock your stuff out. But you don't have to work up or feel something happening crazy to just call my name. I filled you with my spirit. The key word is filled. How many of you are filled with the Holy Spirit? Filled with the Holy Ghost. How many of you are filled with the Holy Ghost? How many of you are filled? filled? The word is filled. The word is filled. I didn't say how many of you got a touch of it. I said how many of you feel a sprinkle of it here and there every now and then when you cry out real bad. I asked you if you filled. And the, the truth is, everybody here that's accepted Christ as Savior is filled. So then why are you acting like, acting like you're a glass with a drop? I'm filled with his spirit. I'm confessing that. Add that to your confessions. I'm filled from top to bottom with the Holy Spirit. Somebody speak it out loud. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. From the bottom of my feet to the top of my head, I am filled. 
But I just didn't need to feel your presence, Lord. You're filled. What you're asking for is to feel an emotional feeling to confirm that what God said is true. You're asking for a sign that you may believe. Lord, give us a sign. He said, that's a dangerous request because none going to be given to you but that of the prophet Jonas, three days in the whale's belly. That's what you're going to get. I don't want to spend a day in the whale's belly. I want to accept today that the benevolent God has filled me with his presence. I have an encounter with him that's mine, it's personal, whether I feel goosebumps or not. And if you need to feel that, you will, because God is a benevolent God. But watch this, bringing it home already, ready? Unless I stick my finger in his, uh, through the hole in his hands or thrust my hand to his side, I will not believe. And Jesus appeared, Thomas, falls on his face, my Lord and my God. He said, you see, and so you believe. But blessed are those who don't see. You don't see how it's going to, the bill is going to get paid. You don't see how you're going to be healed. You don't see how the deal is going to go through. You don't see how God's going to respond and answer your prayer. You don't see and yet believe. You see it and now you want to come to church and do a praise report and dance around and praise the Lord. But blessed are those who don't see anything, but they believe. But they believe. I said, God, I want to believe more. He said, you're asking for the wrong thing. I want my faith to be stronger. I want to do these deals that's in front of me now after listening to the people last night without debt, without loans. I want to do it like that. I need more faith. What do I need to do? Asking for the wrong thing. What am I asking for? You're asking to know my move and to know my presence in and on a situation. You're asking for my counsel. And that's found in this one thing. That I will seek and it is that I will dwell in the Lord's house and in his presence all the days of my life. And I'll gaze upon his beauty. The delightful, love that word, loveliness. That's the word that goes with benevolent. He's delightful. He's lovely. And his majestic grandeur. So you have two things that are spelled out here. His warmth 
his friendliness. God gave me this word. You ready? If you're ready, say I'm ready. Give me a thumbs up. Give me an emoji. Give me a something. You ready for this? Anybody who misses this today, they're, they're missing out. You're listening? God is hospitable. He's a phenomenal host. When you come to him and you come to his presence, he has it all laid out already. Everything you need to eat, to know, to feel, to experience. He's hospitable. He has it laid out. But I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And I don't know what I'm going to do about this. Right, because you're not in his presence. You come into him like an ATM. But when you're in his presence, he's a great host. He takes good care. I remember not too long ago, um, Lindsay came out to visit in Florida and I gave her my room. And and um, one time she came, I wasn't there. One time she came, I was. The time she came, I was there. And I was cooking and you know, getting stuff together and you know, making sure she had this and you have that and the washcloths over here and all this kind of stuff. And I was just doing what I do. Now, I want you to make sure you understand this <laughs> over the past few years, right? Because up until now, I didn't have to do any of that. So in this time, I've become this host. And she kept saying to me, wow, you're a great host. Wow, you're a great host. And I never saw myself as a host because I never had to be. But what was naturally coming out of me was, well, yeah, this is what I do. I'm going to make sure you're good. You got this. We're going to go here. And I said, wow. Nellie says it to me all the time. I'm like, Yeah. The nature of God in me makes it easy for me to transition from being served to being a server. Say that one more time. The nature of God in me, because I've been in his presence, has made the transition from being served to server very easy. I can mop and clean and cook just as good and better than most of the women I know. I, I joke sometimes and say, I would make a great wife. I could take care of stuff because I know how to do it. <clears throat> God is a phenomenal host. You think when you come to God, he leaves you outside the gate? He brings you into his presence. You get to behold his loveliness, his, de his delightfulness, the joy in the presence. You're not coming before some old man with a cane speaking to you in a deep voice, you know? And that's why a lot of churches do that. They figure screaming and shouting and, and yelling at you, you know, that that's, that's their image of God. But it's not, not according to this word. God's benevolent God without finding fault or picking out your shortcomings. He invites you into his presence. When you seek him for wisdom, and there's warmth, 
and there's fellowship. Let me, let me, let me say this again. There's warmth. There's fellowship. Not with other people, but you and God. I want to make sure you're catching this. There's warmth. There's fellowship. There's provision. It's it's hospitality. It's it's I'm glad to see you. Stay as long as you like. Eat whatever you need. Just go to the refrigerator. Help yourself. Don't worry about it. It's all yours. It's, it's, whatever I have is yours. You just go ahead. Oh, you want to put on the ring? Put on the ring. You want to wear the robe? Go wear the robe. It's yours. Now that glory all belongs to the Lord. We're his body. He said, you sit with him in Ephesians chapter one. We sit with Christ in heavenly places. We sit on the right hand of God with Jesus. There's love there. My prayer today is Psalms 27 verse four. One thing I've asked of the Lord and that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence every day of my life, not just when I'm in trouble, not when things are hard and tough, but every day of my life and gaze upon the beauty and delightfulness, loveliness, and majestic grandeur of you, Lord, and that I can meditate in your temple all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, Father, we come before you today and we humble ourselves. And I pray that this word speaks to people right where they are, that we step out of this linear one dimension relationship with you and we come into your multifaceted love and presence. I pray for everybody here who has any kind of issue, physical, emotional, financial, whatever the case may be, and we just come before your presence and watch it melt away. Because you're a very warm and hospitable God. You love our company and you make room when you see us coming. Lord, help us to know that we have forever 24-hour access to your kingdom and your throne and your love and your care and your grace and your benevolence and all the wonderful things you do for us. We thank you in advance that that victory belongs to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.